Hey y'all and welcome to the hashtag truth challenge podcast where I talk about the whole truth and nothing but the truth in regards to young adulthood, mental health and relationships. Please keep in mind that I am not a professional therapist or counselor. I am simply sharing information with you all that I wish I had. And on that note, let's get to today's topic. So just a disclaimer before we get to the topic, I am getting over a cold and I know I probably sound like somebody's uncle or nephew, but I'm determined to be consistent and get this episode out on time. Okay, so today's topic, we are going to talk about self-care. So this is the topic that won my poll on my Insta stories um, last week. So this is what we're going with. So just like any other episode, we're going to start off with a definition so that we are all starting at the same starting point, the same foundation, and we all can build from this information. So what is self-care? Self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Let me say that again. Self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. So I'm specifically today going to be talking about um, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, We know that there is self-care physically, whether that be how you're eating, uh, diet and exercise, or you know, any other thing like yoga or Pilates, I I don't know. But I'm going to focus on the unseen things, right? Those, 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 those lurking demons that we have and that you need to take care of your, your emotions and your spiritual health and your mental health. Okay. Cause those things are all very important, uh, which I learned over this past year. One thing that I learned specifically for me is that the truth of the matter was that I was terrible and I'm still learning how to take care and manage my emotions properly. Um, I learned that my body stores my emotions when I refuse to deal with it and it comes out as anxiety or as actual physical illness. Um the anxiety, uh, obviously it comes out physically, whether that's, um, uh, it, uh not fit, you know, that is physical numbness in the fingers, uh, increased heart rate, uh, you know, the inability to focus, uh, and whatever that looks like for you, anxiety comes out a, a lot of different ways. But another thing that I learned is that it comes out literally as like a physical illness. So literally I was getting sick all the time because listen, y'all, one thing that I did not know was that your stomach is another brain. I learned this, um, listening to another, um, uh, podcaster. Her name is Dr. Carolina Leaf. Um, and she is a professional and she gives you that insight and gives you all the tips and tricks of, really how to handle your emotions and how that comes out physically. But I noticed for me, um, because your your stomach and your brain are so connected, 90% of the serotonin in your body is produced in your stomach. So 
any stress, any drama, anything emotionally or mentally that I was not handling well literally was um, creating this toxic environment in my stomach, y'all. And I literally, I was nauseous all the time. Um, I felt like my body just wasn't digesting food well. It was just all types of weird stuff happening that I did not know was related to um, actual stress and me not taking care of my my spirit, my my mental health or my emotional health. So right now we're just going to talk about what self-care requires. What does that require from us? Because I think when we think of self-care, we think of spending a day not doing anything or spending a day getting a massage or uh, self-care looks like taking myself shopping, which it could be all of those things. But I'm specifically zeroing in on like the mental part of it of like needing to manage your emotions because when you don't take care of your emotions they will come out in some type of weird random toxic way I'm telling you because I experienced it for like the past two years and I'm just now understanding what's happening in my body and it's starting in my mind first so what does self-care requires? And this is a big one. And a lot of this is connected to even the last, um, actually not the last episode, but the first episode on boundaries. So if you want to refer back to that, please do so. What does self-care require? Number one, eliminating and minimizing interactions with toxic people. Y'all, we got to get rid of these people that stress us, that drain us, that take so much from us. They got to go. Like, you got to get out. Because literally, your your stress levels obviously are going to spike when you're around people that are expecting too much from you, that are always crossing your boundaries, making you feel uncomfortable. Again, overworking you to the point where you're burnt out. You can be burnt out of a romantic relationship, a friendship. You could be burnt out um, at work. There are so many ways that you can overextend yourself. So a part of taking care of yourself is either eliminating or minimizing interactions with toxic people. And here's the thing about toxic people. They don't know that they're toxic. And a lot of that is because we're not communicating our boundaries enough. And we'll get to that um, later on in the list. But eliminating and minimizing interactions with toxic people. They have to go. You are too important. Your mental state is too important. Your emotional health is too important. And your spirit is too important to overextend yourself to the point of literal physical illness. So... If somebody is causing you harm or even physical harm, they must go. You come first. Take care of yourself. Number two, do things alone. It's important that we have our alone time. Um, And not just to get away from the hustle and bustle of life, 
But doing things alone is important because it gives us that time to learn ourselves, to learn our likes, our dislikes, our triggers, our traumas. It gives us time to really sit back and think and evaluate the people around us because how can I eliminate or minimize interactions with toxic people if I'm not evaluating the toxic interactions? I can't really evaluate who you are if we're down each other's throat every other day. Like you got to get by yourself. Think about those interactions. Think about the conversations that you're engaging in and having with this these people. Think about um, are they bringing out the best in me? Are they pushing me towards purpose? Are they pushing me towards my dreams? Like you need to do these things alone so that you can better evaluate what's happening. So, yes, Take care of yourself. Do things alone just because you need to unwind, um, but also do them because you need to know yourself and you need to know what type of relationships you're entertaining. It'll help you realize what you don't want in life. It'll help you realize what you do want in life simply because now you're better understanding yourself. You know how you work and how you operate, and that's going to really give you Um, better tools to communicate with other people in your relationships around you about who you are, what you want, and what you expect from them in relationships. So do things alone. Number three, try something different. Now, this is a very broad spectrum. Um, Trying something different can be very small and minute from maybe trying a new food, or maybe um, it's getting new scenery and maybe moving to a different state or a city or um maybe you you just need to a, a vacation and going somewhere that you've never experienced the culture before but try something different try something that um takes you outside of your comfort zone um and do it alone if you have to again doing things alone helps you learn your So the whole point of trying something different is learning your likes and your dislikes and kind of getting outside of that bubble that you may live in on a day to day basis. Number four, set clear expectations in the beginning of new relationships. So um, relationships that you're already in, sometimes it's a little harder to communicate Uh, what your boundaries are if you have not been clear about that from the beginning. But if you really want to commit to this journey of self-care, you have to set those expectations in the beginning of new relationships and just simply start to build new ones in general. I know that this is something different that I'm trying in this new year and new decade is actually trying to make new friendships, uh, new connections, And just building something different with um, people that maybe I wouldn't normally do because I'm a pretty to myself person. Like my friends are my friends, but um, I really don't go out of my way to make friendships or connections with other people. But I want to because I believe that God created us for connection with each other. He created us for community. And so that is something that I want to do. So The only thing that I have to remind myself is that if I come across someone and I learn enough about them to say, hey, I want to continue on some type of journey with you, 
I need to be clear about the expectations that I'm setting. Because if I don't set those expectations and have those boundaries, they are going to be crossed. It's not a matter of if or no, they won't. It's just a matter of when. Because when we're not communicating what our boundaries are, people will cross them. Why? Not because they're trying to hurt you, not because they're doing it on purpose, but they legitimately just don't know. So a part of taking care of myself is is having good communication about what I expect and what my boundaries are in my relationships around me, because that minimizes the toxicness, the drama, the trauma, um, the extraness, whatever it is that may come, because I'm not being clear about what I expect from a person. So if I want to keep a little bit more peace, I need to communicate. Uh, number, what number are we on? Five. Uh, repeat your boundaries more than once. Listen, sometimes people just don't understand like how serious you are about your boundaries. Like we say things and I feel like with some people it goes in one ear and out the other. But if you need to say that stuff again, say it again. And if you feel like they're still not getting it and they're not understanding the depth to which like, you're trying to convey this message, just move on. Because, listen, it's 2020. We don't have time to be going back and forth with people about what it is that we expect from them. They're, if they're intelligent and if they want to stay around you and if they want to be in the relationship, when you communicate something and they communicate back that they understand, it should no longer be a a, a crossing of the boundary several times like it may happen throughout the relationship because you know we're all humans and you're learning each other's triggers and traumas and y'all are trying to come together but for the most part if somebody is continuing to just uh disrespect you and disregard your boundaries you need to just move on but don't be afraid to repeat yourself don't be afraid to let them know hey this is what I'm about. This is not what I'm about. This is a requirement of self-care because like I said in the boundaries episode, when your boundaries are crossed or when you don't make it clear about what you're expecting in a relationship, nobody else is going to be hurt but you. And so if I want to take care of my emotions and my mental health, I'm going to set those clear expectations and I'm going to repeat them if need be. And if I feel like you just can't get with the program, you got to get out. Um, <laughs> number six, have difficult conversations despite the response. Now, this is something that I'm super bad at because I am a conflict avoidant. If I feel like something is going to upset you, if I feel like something is going to um, not be received well, if I feel like I'm going to be um, pushed to the side or I feel like I'm not really going to be understood, I just won't say anything and I'll just continue on as if I'm happy and everything's cool. Um, happy rainbows, unicorns and flowers. But you must have those difficult conversations despite of how you'll be received because you're doing what you need to do is best for you. And I've learned that just simply me expressing how I feel in a relationship 
of what I expect or what hurt me or what made me feel a certain type of way, I feel better. And then, like I said, my body is not harboring my emotions and my resentments. I literally get out what I have to say and then it's out there and then it's up to that person with how they want to respond to it. But I feel better. I feel better about myself. I feel better about my boundaries when I communicate what it is that may have um, hurt me or maybe something is, is difficult to say to a person because you don't think they'll respect the boundary or they'll respect your emotions Like at that point, it doesn't matter. You have to say it for you because you matter. Your emotions matter. What you think matters. So if you feel like the relationship matters, say it. Whatever response they have. And if they really love you, they may be upset or they may have the um, reaction that you don't want they may respond literally exactly how you think they are but if they really care and they want to be in the relationship and they are an emotional intelligent adult they'll change they'll simmer down y'all y'all will be able to talk about it and you can move on from it but have those difficult conversations because it's just gonna get the um the stress off of you it's gonna get the energy off of you no matter how they're going to respond we just need to talk and communicate so these are the things that self-care requires i'm gonna go through them very quickly one more time eliminate or minimize interactions with toxic people do things alone try something different set clear expectations in the beginning of new relationships repeat your boundaries more than once or move on and have difficult conversations despite the response. Now, those are all things that you can do um, outwardly uh, to take care of yourself. And it's more pinpointed, pinpointed towards relationships. Now, these next questions are relationship-based um, as far as with yourself. What kind of relationship you have with yourself these next questions are introspective these next five questions are introspect introspective they are not about anybody else but they are from the inside something that you need to ask yourself and is going to challenge your thinking and your um your your core beliefs so number one am i willing to be uncomfortable to grow am I willing to be uncomfortable to grow I think that a lot of us have a hard time being uncomfortable because we're so comfortable and it's comfortable being comfortable and so when we get into an uncomfortable situation we want to hurry up and get out of it or we want to revert back to habits or people or relationships or circumstances that are comfortable but sometimes to again better yourself and make sure that you're taking care of yourself you have to go through an uncomfortable phase um and that may be not having any friends for a moment or maybe not having the job that you want or maybe not having the romantic relationship that you want 
or the uncomfortableness could simply be that difficult conversation that's going to be uncomfortable for you but it's going to help you grow because it's going to teach you like okay I was afraid to say this just because of maybe their response but I can do it and you grow from that so it could be a a a very broad spectrum of uncomfortableness and where that ranges it can range from a simple conversation to maybe it's like I said a season of not having any friends but that's going to give you time alone it's going to give you time to think time to know yourself date yourself um really be reflective and introspective about who you are and what type of person you want to become and what type of habits do you want to form and what type of relationships do you want to build and sometimes spending so much time with yourself can can be uncomfortable because you have to face your own demons um it's one thing to face another person about their wrongs but it's different to face yourself about your own demons and so that can be uncomfortable but it's so necessary because we grow from it um i just believe that um you can never stop self-actualizing and when i say that i mean you can never stop evolving there is always more you to get to and once you feel like you've arrived at one place there's always a next version or a next level of yourself to get to um, and those in-between phases are uncomfortable and it's almost kind of like an identity crisis. But once you get past that, you realize how great the next version of you is. So ask yourself, am I willing to be uncomfortable? Number two, what negative behaviors am I reinforcing? Um, what negative behaviors do you do that you're reinforcing about yourself? It could be procrastination. I know that's a big one with a lot of us and especially for myself. Um, maybe it's your eating habits. Maybe you want to commit more to working out or maybe you want to spend more time um, putting your efforts into purpose or your career. Um, and again, a lot of that stems from procrastination. So Am I reinforcing procrastination? Am I rewarding myself for procrastinating? Um, we need to think about what it is that we're investing our time and our energy into. Because when you think about it, what are you gaining from investing in procrastinating? Nothing. You get wasted time. So maybe start by, again, like rewarding yourself for for the little things that you do in a day and build up to those bigger things so that you can accomplish some real goals. Number three, what change do I want to experience? And what is it about change that scares me? So again, have those goals um, within yourself. What type of person do you want to be? Um, do you want to help people more? Do you want to I don't know, maybe be 15 to 20 minutes early for work every day? Or do you want to be the person that's known as a giver? Do you want to be the person that's known to be integral and have good character? So what change do you want to experience? Maybe you want to be more carefree or maybe you want to be more expressive. Maybe you want to be more bold with um, saying, um, you know, something hurt you or that you're proud of something or 
that, um, you know, a hard conversation or maybe a good conversation and you just want to change the way you communicate with the people around you, whether it's good or bad. Um, and then what is it about the change that scares you? Because, um, again, a lot of us are afraid of change, not because we don't want to change, but just simply because we're afraid of the unknown. We just don't know what's next. And that can be scary. I know that's something that I'm experiencing right now. Um, where change is scary right now, but I'm more excited and optimistic about what God can do in this change than I am actually afraid of like the unknown. So figure out what it is about the change that um, scares you. Because uh, sometimes I think like we want to change, but maybe we're afraid to like let ourselves down. Like we make a commitment and then we're afraid that we won't keep that commitment. We're we're afraid to uh, disappoint ourselves. Like there's so many aspects of being afraid of something that you can get to and you have to figure out where that stems from, like where the root of that fear really comes from. Because uh, I, I believe that, um, especially as adults, things that come out, they they stem and they go back before adulthood. I feel like we've all had experiences in our childhood that have shaped who we are. And as we experience life, we realize that there's some things that we respond to that we don't like how we respond. But I feel like we can always go back and figure out what the root was and kind of deal with that. So what is it about change that scares you? Number four, do I have the tools and support that I need? So in this process of self-care, this could be, like I said, it can range from something as simple of having that time alone. Maybe you're having a spa day, you go get a massage, uh, you go see a movie on your own, or it could be going to therapy. I know that that's something that I did this past year. Um, I Stop going just because it got like a little weird for a second. But as I go through this next transition, um, it's something I want to get back into and stick with. But do I have the tools and support that I need? So is your family supportive of these changes that you're trying to make? Is your significant other and your friends supportive of these changes that you're trying to make? Um, I know in the black community, we're very um, opposed to therapy. There's very much the rule of what goes on in this house stays in this house. And that's not always healthy. Um, So do you feel supported by your family to get the mental help that you need and the emotional support? And um, as far as change, maybe you're going to go out on a new venture and it may seem a little abstract and you may not feel supported by your family. Um, and that's something that we talked about in our, uh, what is purpose? What is my purpose? Uh, podcast. Um, do I have the tools and support that I need on this self care journey? Um, last question, what core beliefs prevent me from moving forward? Um, as I just stated, uh, even something as simple, like in the black community of what goes on in this house stays in this house. And that's, 
keeps a lot of us from going to therapy. That's a core belief that's not necessarily true or is a good belief that is literally preventing you from healing and getting the help that you need. So what other core beliefs prevent you from moving forward um, in relationships, whether that be romantically or maybe friendships? Um, A very simple example I can think of right now, and again, this is all fabricated. This is not true. But if your mom grew up telling you, you know, you kiss a boy, you get pregnant, you kiss a boy, you get pregnant, you kiss a boy, you get pregnant, you may get into a relationship and he's like, hey, I want to show my affection by, you know, kissing you on the lips, on the cheek or whatever. And you can't kiss them because you really believe that you're going to get pregnant. Like that's stupid. Hopefully y'all all know that that's stupid and not true. I hope I hope y'all know that. But literally there are things that we believe or have believed since childhood that are just as mundane and stupid, but we it's a core belief and it prevents us from creating healthy relationships or healthy boundaries in our relationships. So what core beliefs prevent you from moving forward? So those are all introspective questions that you need to ask yourself. And I'm going to go through them really quickly one more time. Am I willing to be uncomfortable to grow? What negative behaviors am I reinforcing? What change do I want to experience? And what is it about change that scares me? Do I have the tools and support that I need? And what core beliefs prevent me from moving forward? These are all things to think about. And I think all of this is important when it comes to taking care of ourselves because it's a lot of mental work involved. I believe the first step to self-care is in our mind. And whatever is in our mind is what we exude. Whatever we think in our hearts is what flows out of us. So these introspective questions as well as um, the requirements of of self-care, I believe are gonna help us better navigate our relationships, especially uh, when things are getting unhealthy and toxic. We can have this information so that we don't overstay our welcome in something to the point where it's so toxic to where you have to go to therapy therapy or you have to get help or you you know i'm saying like let's do those things as maintenance therapy can be maintenance you know i'm saying it doesn't have to be something that you go to once you're already over the edge eliminating toxic people is not something that you have to do when you're finally just fed up like no you can if you're really paying attention and you know yourself enough to know your boundaries and you're paying enough attention to other people you can point out toxic behaviors in people and you can decide right then and there that you're not gonna do this and that you don't have to tolerate this you don't have to wait until y'all are just in the most toxic relationship to um, remove yourself from it like no let's let's think about what self-care requires and what questions we need to ask ourselves to 
get to the best version of ourselves. So I hope y'all maybe took notes on this one because personally, this really helped me. Again, this is all information that you can Google and you can look up. And there's definitely way more information out here than what I listed. But go back and really think about this information and and, and figure out how it can fit into your everyday life, y'all. Self-care is not just on Sunday. I see a lot of people post self-care Sunday, which is not a bad thing. And if that's your day, cool. But self-care is every day, y'all, because life happens every day and unexpected things happen every day. And we need to make sure that we're managing all of that information correctly, so that you don't end up sick and not being able to digest your food like I was <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> That's probably TMI, but oh well. That's my truth, y'all. It's called hashtag truth challenge. So y'all, this has been another episode of the hashtag truth challenge podcast. Again, there will be more episodes to come. I'm going to keep doing the voting and the polls to um, know what you all are interested in hearing. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll be talking with you all next episode.